Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other's stories and learn from listening. Welcome back to Share Share Podcast. Welcome, Spencer. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I feel like you're kind of famous right now in Spring Lake. You know, like with everything that we covered with you. I mean, I worked a lot on your story, especially with your mom and stuff. So how how does it feel to be back? It's actually really weird. I mean, (laughs) being back in school and just, I just saw Mr. Hyde in the hallway. So it's kind of weird to like actually see old faces again and be back. So definitely. Even just since graduation, I mean, it must be weird kind of coming back and just seeing, you know. Oh yeah. Especially not having to be here like uh after summer and everything coming back for school like uh it's nice to not like have to come here every single day but (laughs) i bet so are you doing like college or anything or uh so i haven't been doing college yet but i i'm signed up for uh the fall semester now like i'm all signed up for classes and everything awesome yeah taking a gap year i really needed that (laughs) so i feel like that is something so difficult with some seniors i feel like everyone's really eager to get into like college and everything yeah. but it's like some people are going to take a gap year like one of my personal friends is taking a gap year and i'm like excited because then you know we're gonna right. be going to college at the same time so we'll are have you taking oh wait no you're a junior, I'm a junior. Right now. yeah yep. but no yeah it's exactly what i needed yeah i mean i was tired like exhausted of taking like tests and doing assignments yeah. and all that stuff i needed that break like eight hours every day yeah like. yep i needed that break before i got back into it and now i'm like actually excited to do school again instead of like jumping into it too early and then being worn out yeah just you know? that burnout would definitely hit you i mean you probably might have been thinking like oh i'm never going back there mm-hmm. <laughs> and here no you way are. yeah here i am right <laughs> So what, um, any plans and what you're going to major in, which you want to go into? I'm thinking, uh, PA work, uh, physician assistant. Um, I mean, it's a really sought after field right now. And I feel like having the other side of being the patient and like, I feel like I can connect with people on a level that a lot of people can't get to that level with their patient or with their whatever you want to call it. And I assume you're saying that because of like your experiences, like with physical therapy and yep, everything. physical therapy, the trauma, like all of that yeah. stuff. I feel like I can connect on an emotional level as well as a physical. And I can just like, I can listen to people really well too. Yeah. So I feel like that would be a good major to go into. Yeah. That's awesome. Like taking something that, you know, change your life and then just making it into something that you can give back yeah that's really awesome so yeah i'm super excited about it and then even then after the six years of pa like school and all that stuff i can go back later on to become a doctor or get a doctorate or whatever i feel like doing so i feel like it opens up a lot of possibilities for me in the future and i'm really excited about that were you always interested in like going into the medical field uh actually before i got injured i was interested in criminology um like law enforcement that type Mm. of stuff yeah but ever since the injury i kind of i saw the other side of how a lot of that stuff works and i kind of fell in love with it and i feel like i would fit really well in that kind of area in that kind of 
like medical like helping people kind of area that's awesome yeah i feel like it's really rewarding too so yeah definitely yeah i mean getting to help people every day so you seem you're, you're pretty eager to get back into school start college get ready move on with your future um now obviously there's been a lot of hurdles with your injury and whatnot but that doesn't seem like right now that's getting in your way at all I mean, yeah, no, I, um, so there was a time where needing help and getting support from people was needed and I accept that and it was so hard to accept help and, uh, have all these people doing things for me, you know, cause I wasn't independent. I wasn't able to even go to the bathroom or do any of these things on my own. And now that I'm starting to get stronger and better, I'm actually able to be independent. And I mean, even now I'm working on getting, uh, like I just bought a van and, um, I'm getting it adapted with like adaptations, like hand controls and stuff like that. So now is the time where I'm transitioning to being completely independent um, I'm even looking into getting my own apartment and doing these own like cool things like that. I mean, everybody, every uninjured person would go and do. So yeah, I mean, you y- just graduated, like yeah. you expected that. Yeah, right. And then that was just like a big obstacle that you weren't even anticipating. Yeah, I feel the key is to don't let anyone tell you like to that you can't do something because i mean obviously there's a lot of hurdles in everybody's lives that man it's it's easy to like stop and say oh man why me like why this why that you can either accept that or you can just sit there and dwell on it um and i chose to accept it Um, I'd say a year ago. So, so you had a moment like where you couldn't accept that. I did. I had a time where I was, I was scared for my life, not being like scared of not being able to do the things that I used to be able to do and be independent, live on my own. I I was scared that I wouldn't be able to do those things. And there was a point where I was like, you know what? I can't, if there is no way to change it, why not? Why worry about it? And then after I accepted that and I got stronger and I got better at doing things, I actually became independent. I became able to do these things that I wish that I, that I like, uh, what's the word? Sorry. Take your time. Um, I'm able to do these things that when I had the injury, I wasn't able to do. And I'm so grateful for the fact that I was able to get past that and get past that hurdle where I was like, man, why me? Like, why did this happen to me? And then I figured it out. I was like, man, I just got to get to work and I got to make the best out of the situation. Yeah. Persevere, you know? Yep. I mean, that really is a great mindset to have. I can imagine that's probably been one of the more that'd be one of the most challenging things to come over is the mental hurdles and be able to be ready to move on right and make those strides mentally yeah it's it seems like such a physical like uh hurdle to get over but it's way more mental than you could ever imagine i mean like 
not being able to do things is just so debilitating. Like you're, you feel like, well, I was what 17 when I got injured, and that's right on that verge of when you're like, oh, I'm, I'm about to be independent. I'm about to be this, this, this. I'm gaining all of my independence in life, and then it's just immediately taken away from you. So the mental hurdle that you have to get over with all of that kind of self-doubt and all of that stuff, it was so immense. So I'm really, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm proud of myself to get over that. So. Yeah, I mean, as you should be. And that's completely understandable, like why something like that would put you in such a, such a detrimental state because, you know, you were stripped of so many things. I mean, like you had to depend on people in ways that you probably never even like thought that you would have to. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, but I also, from what I have heard, you've had a lot of like supportive people like in your life to help you along with that too. Oh yeah. Especially uh, the whole community, Spring Lake community, the high school. um, I mean, everybody chipped in like sending notes and there was a GoFundMe and it actually helped a ton to have the whole community back me and support me through one of the probably the toughest time in my life and I probably wouldn't be where I am right now without the backing that everybody gave and how uh, nice everybody was and supportive Mm -hmm. you know Definitely. Max, so, you were going to say something. Yeah. I kind of cut you off. Yeah, it's all right. So I don't want to cut off this part of the conversation. I feel like we've jumped a little bit ahead of ourselves here. So I feel like you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find somebody in the school district, Spencer, you know, who doesn't know your story. But um, eventually, you know, th- there will be those people. So just for the record, do you want to give us a little rundown of the injury we've talked about in just a bit of the past? Right, year? right. Yeah, we're just assuming that everybody <laughs> knows, right? Um, so I was at a Halloween get-together um, back in 21. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we all dared each other to do, like, the cold water challenge type of deal. And I went in first, and there was a sandbar where there never was before. Like, I've jumped in that pond probably a thousand times with my friends, and... Uh, there was a sandbar where there never really was before and I dove in and I broke my neck uh, C5 and C6 vertebrae and I got rushed to the hospital after that they uh, went in to do the surgery and my vertebrae were like sawdust they were so uh, I guess broken if you want to say it like that. Um, so they had to put in two carbon fiber vertebrae and bone grafts and pins and screws and fuse everything. And um, I'll never forget waking up after that surgery and just not being able to move. Um, I was completely paralyzed from my mid chest down. I couldn't move my legs, I couldn't sit up, I couldn't um, go to the bathroom, I couldn't do anything. Um, I'd sit up, I would uh, pass out because my blood flow wouldn't be coming back up to my brain because my muscles wouldn't be working. Um, 
the only thing I could do was lift my arm off the bed probably about a foot. And that was like lifting a truck off the road. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a, a long road, a long recovery. But uh, I'm really glad to be where I am now. Um, what was that process of recovery like? Um, I remember uh, attending your graduation, uh, seeing you walk a bit during then. So obviously you'd made quite a few strides between then. Yep. Um, what's the process like physically or mentally? I mean... Uh, so definitely the hardest part was starting off, um, not knowing how much you're going to get back or where you're going to be in two years, three years for your, the rest of your life. It's the hardest, uh, thought to grasp your mind around. Like I could work as hard as I want and I could just get nothing back. Like I could be paralyzed like this for the rest of my life. So you either make the decision or I'm either had to make the decision just don't work because it might not even be worth it or try my hardest to get everything back that I can and get to the furthest point. So uh, on that, I, after a, a week after my surgery, I went to Mary Freebed and I went to uh, PT that first a uh, couple days and I remember all we would work on is sitting up straight and every day sitting up straight sitting up straight for 30 seconds for a minute for minute 30 it was all small steps like so small that you don't even notice um, I mean OT I was working on using my biceps using my triceps just Things you wouldn't even think about, like brushing my teeth, doing like getting dressed, all of those things. And it all seemed to go so slow, like extremely slow. Um, I remember about a month in to therapy, I, I was in bed watching a movie and so I, I had full sensation. I'm able to feel my entire body. So I tried to move my leg. Like I, I just like, I was like, hell, why not? Right. And I, I just, uh, I tried to move my leg and it inched to left and I had never smiled so big before in my entire life. I was like, oh my gosh, this is possible. That was the moment where I knew I was like, this is actually possible that I can r reach my goals and gain as much back as I want. Like I can work as hard as I want and I can get, I can get stuff back. I can do this. And after that, um, my PTs came in and they were like messing with my legs. They were like, okay, so try to do it again, try to do this. And they're feeling my muscles activate when I want them to. And, um, it was so powerful for me that I just, it gave me like a extra boost of energy um, to keep going, to keep moving forward. And I remember uh, she put, uh, one of my therapists put her knee under my leg and tapped my quad as I tried to like lift my knee. And then I kicked like an actual person would kick, you know? And um, after that, the day after that, um, we tried standing and we tried walking and we tried doing all these different things. And 
um, it was just such a slow process, but it was all looking back. It went fast. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Where like it goes slow until you're past it, and then yeah, you're like, okay, I'm glad I worked hard. I'm glad I did that. Was it hard to like stay motivated in like doing that? Extremely hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, after the first month, I moved my leg. Before that, when I was getting little to nothing back, like sitting up was extremely hard every single time I'd try. Um, and at some point during that month, I was like, man, I, I'm exhausted. I can't keep doing this. And I feel like I'm not getting anything back. But because the process was so slow, um, I feel like uh, because it was so slow, it was like, I felt like nothing was happening when really underlying my body was healing and I just had to give it time and just let myself uh, keep working, don't get me wrong, but let myself relax for a minute and realize that I need to give myself time. And I feel like it's like that for a lot of things in life, right? Where um, everything goes so slow and you need to just give yourself time to relax and realize that things are going to happen and that you just need to be patient and keep working. You know what Definitely. I mean? I mean, you had that very big goal of walking at your graduation and I mean, you did it. So like, yeah. I can't imagine how you felt after that accomplishment. Do you want to like dip into that a little bit? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so Graduation was, what, seven months after my injury? I think something around that, because um, it was in May. Yeah, I'm, I've May. approximately like... Yeah, so like seven, seven months. months. Um, in seven months, being able to walk even that short a distance and being able to do these things that seven months earlier I thought were out of reach and impossible gave me a new view on life in particular like the feeling that the things that you think are impossible are actually in reach in life for uh like that because I was completely paralyzed I I can't even explain the fact of trying to move your leg like as hard as you can no matter what it just doesn't move and then going from that to standing up walking grabbing your diploma and it's just hearing everybody clap and cheer for you it it just made me the happiest person in the world honestly and i i don't think i'll ever be able to top that feeling again in my life so I don't know if that answers the question at all. But I mean, it didn't really have to answer yeah, the question. <laughs> no, yeah, but it, it really did. It made me extremely grateful for everything. I'm sure that, like, this whole experience has aged you, like, mentally so many years. Because you've <laughs> yeah, had to overcome right. so many challenges that... I mean, yeah, you never expect when you're 17 to go through the hardest time in your life. Yeah. You always expect it to be like, oh, it'll be when I'm... 
mid-30s, mid-40s, blah, 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 when I'm having trouble with work or when I'm having trouble with this, but you never expect it to happen whenever you're so young and you feel like you have the world in your hand. You know, everybody, when you're this age, whether you like it or not, you feel like you own the world, right? So to have that all taken is, it was extremely hard and uh, very humbling and maturing in that sense, so. Definitely. So it's been a long road to get to this moment. What does the road ahead look like? I mean, I assume there's many years to go. Is there any, is there an idea of one day having some semblance of um, the skill you had before? You know, like, what's the outlook? Uh, so as much as I hope that is the case, and as much as I'm going to keep working like that is the case, I've taken time to myself to actually accept what's going on with myself. And even if I didn't, get anything back from here on out, I'm happy with where I am. I, I feel like you have to love yourself for who you are at the time. And well, you're never going to be happy with where you exactly. get. Exactly. Yes. So I've, I've taken the time and accepted and reflected on myself. And I feel like I've, I've gained that appreciation for who I am as a person. So even if I didn't get anything back, which, of course, I hope and I'm going to keep working towards. I am extremely happy with who I am as a person. And I, I can't, even before the injury, I, I couldn't reach that. So mm -hmm. I'm extremely happy right now as, <clears throat> as a person and n knowing who I am. Did you see that, like, being possible when, like, you were 17 and you were just in injured? Like... Did you ever think that you're gonna like be okay with where you were at? Uh, like, like be it? accept myself? Yeah. It was a really hard idea to grasp right after the injury. So like, I mean, as you can expect, like not being able to do anything for yourself is extreme. Like, I thought I was gonna fall into deep depression. I thought I was gonna fall into all of these things. And I mean, I did, I, I had depression. I had, there was a time when I really thought I wasn't gonna be happy for the rest of my life. And I feel like you have to kind of realize and accept that, accept how you feel and accept like all of these things, but you can't dwell on it. You have to try to change it. You have to try to make changes in your life, go out and do things, go out and be with people, do what you did before, you know, before you felt depressed or anxious or any of these things, just go and realize that the world is not all against you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, the sun rises for everybody, if exactly. that makes sense. Yeah, yep. It's a good little cliche. Right. I so like. is there anything else that we should cover because I kind of just want to get into like who is Spencer Cobb like oh we, yeah like we know mm -hmm. or at least I know your story I mean I worked on it like right firsthand, yeah. and yeah. that was such an exciting experience too for me because like I don't know it's just very interesting like seeing such an intimate part of someone's life and I think that right. you've provided that for a lot of people but like I don't know like who is Spencer Cobb I don't know he's uh <laughs> 
he likes to hang with friends. I'll tell you that a ton. I love um, being out and about. And that's why I'm excited about getting the van adapted. Because whenever I get that independence, I'm never going to be home. Like, <laughs> literally never. So, uh, yeah, just a couple weekends ago, I went and visited my friend Charles at Oakland. And spent the night there in a hotel. And I bought a hotel for myself. I got all that stuff. Um, I love going outdoors. I love doing these things. Like, I guess any fun outdoorsy stuff. Going to the beach was one of my favorite hobbies. Like, even during COVID, whenever, like, nobody could go anywhere, I would just drive to the beach, like, alone and just sit there and just relax, you know? Yeah. Just have that fun time, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, there's Spencer for you. Just <laughs> fun-loving uh, type of friend friend kind of guy, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> I hope that you didn't, like, lose your, that part of yourself, like, while going through everything you went. I mean, of course, like, I seem, I feel like that would be inevitable. Right. Yeah, so it's like, I, I mean, being in the hospital like i wasn't able to leave so and it was winter so it was kind of like the best time to be there if that makes sense like so like you weren't hearing about everybody going right i wasn't hearing about everybody like suntanning on the beach and like Mm -hmm. having the greatest time out but everybody was all depressed because it was winter so i was like all right i'm just in a group of uh group of people that were all depressed right now so how about that um winter blues right yeah, yeah the seasonal seasonal depression right um yeah but i tried to get out as much as possible when i was in the hospital and i'm sure you had visitors too oh yeah yeah it but that made it hard because it made it really hard because like covid times mm-hmm. so i was only allowed two people in the room at a time mm. so i had to like coordinate with people because everybody wanted to come visit me so I had to coordinate with people like, okay, you two can come now. Later, you two can come. And tomorrow, you two can come. You know, like, it it, it was super fun, though, having people there and, like, seeing people. And that's, like, another part of the, like, support system that I had. Like, people actually came and visited me, which made it a thousand times better. It made it, like, like uh, the hospital wasn't prison, you know, in a sense. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, it was super... Uh, I, I was glad that it was during winter that I was in the hospital, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, just a random uh, question, I guess, that struck me. I um, don't know why. Uh, is is there anything you discovered about yourself just in terms of, like, like just, I mean, I, I imagine, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what downtime looked like for you, but I can imagine there would be a lot of time to kill, especially, you know, winter blues and whatnot. Right. Um, did you, have you happened to, I can't imagine a world where uh, I see Spencer Cobb, like, crocheting a little blanket or whatever. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but, I mean... There was no crocheting little blankets going on, <laughs> to be honest, but... Maybe you, like, got into some good TV shows or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was plenty of watching TV. I've I've always loved The Office. Oh, so, like, yeah. yeah I you could rewatch that. Oh, I know. Times. I've watched it, like, 14 times through. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would watch The Office a ton. A ton of watching movies and stuff. I played chess, like, a lot. Like, I love chess. I don't know why. I feel like I've seen pictures of you in the hospital yeah. playing, like, yep. chess and checkers. Yeah, so I, I don't know why, but chess is, like, my game. I love chess. 
Um, and then when I was in the power wheelchair in the hospital, I would like race around the hallways when everybody, <laughs> yeah, when, when everybody was like in their rooms and like nobody was in the hallways, I literally would race around the hallways. Like my sister would jump on the back and we would be like <laughs> racing around. It was definitely not safe, but, um, yeah, that, it's kind of like, I hope they're not listening right now, but <laughs> Oh, they yeah. definitely are. Can they really yeah. be that mad at you about right? it? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's basically like a little go-kart. So, I mean, I was having a good time. I'm glad you asked that question. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was a good time. I mean, just, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, like, I can't imagine, like, not only did you have to, you know, go through all of those things, but, like, I bet that now, anytime, like, you see someone that you haven't seen, like, since high school or whatever, it's like oh my god spencer cobb like like are you okay like all this stuff right i mean so like how does that feel like yeah i mean i don't know it's it's like what are you saying like having somebody come up to me and be like (laughs) well just like looking at you like as your injury right okay that makes more sense so i feel like even before my injury and Mm -hmm. before everything that went on with me I would see somebody in a wheelchair and I would say, oh my gosh, I have to treat, I got to treat them normal. Like I want to make them feel like they're, they're a normal person and all this stuff when they are, it's just like they're a regular person. Just talk to them like a regular person, treat them like a regular person. I had trouble with it before the injury. Yeah. And then the injury opened my eyes. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, you don't need to just see the wheelchair Mm -hmm. in that sense. And a lot of people are amazing with it. It's just, Um, something to get used to right i i feel like there's room for that type of thing where it's like hey are you doing okay are you doing all right but no more than you would say to any of any of your friends or any of other people that aren't injured or aren't any of that stuff like it's okay to check up on people yeah and just see people that are disabled for more than their disability just see them as a regular person, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've gotten better at it. I also had a problem with it. I mean, yeah. I hope that opens people's eyes where it's like I had a problem with it before I was injured. Yeah. Like where I had to, or I went out of my way to make people feel normal, but it's so obvious. Yeah, as I mean, being the person on the other side, like it's completely obvious where they're like, here, <laughs> let me let me hold the door for you or let me hold this or let me do this. <laughs> like I can hold this for you. Do you want to take a drink or like blah, blah, blah. It's like I can do all that stuff. Like I get it. You can like I get you're trying to be like extremely nice and I really appreciate it. Just I'm a regular person. So you know, like, like what is your like what do you think someone should do in that situation? Like, if they, like, want to, you know... Help out. Help out. But, um, like, know, like, also what you're able to do for right. your, own, your own self. Right. I mean, it's okay to ask. It's okay to be like, hey, would you like would you like help with this type of thing? Mm-hmm. Or would you like this? It's when it gets excessive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, do you need help with this? Do you need help with that? Do you need this, this, this? Or, like, hey, how you doing? Like, but you're talking in, like, a... Like you're talking to a child type of voice mm-hmm. where that's that's completely wrong. Like yeah. you shouldn't do that. But like you are just 
like any of us are just regular as much person right our whole lives as mm-hmm. you know you are or anyone i else. mean anybody in the world and they, and that can range to like all sorts of you know I things mean, yeah, like, like autism, with, yeah, autism or um other mental disorders right. things like that yeah or just whatever it is just maybe someone's just like you know or got like a, a funky bird. haircut right. you know? uh, like, yeah for real <laughs> Yeah, like some crazy out of the world, like, uh, who's like Katniss Everdeen's like uh, stylist? What's her name? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Effie. Effie, that's yeah. what it is. It's like that kind of haircut, you know? Mm-hmm. Stream normal. They love their haircut, right? Yeah, don't just be like, hey, do you need help combing that? Yeah, like, for real. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, yeah, because, um, I mean, I have a younger sister, and she, we suspect that she is on the ASD spectrum. Yeah. And before, like, I experienced, like, something similar. Obviously, like, it's not me, but my little sister, like, when I I used to do things, like, at Grand Haven, they have something called POPs, which is, like, a program where you go and, like, to the special ed classrooms, and you, like, play with the kids during lunch and stuff like that. Right. And I would approach them as, I would not approach them in, like, the same way that I would approach right. one of my other peers, just because, you know... We have like this displacement. I feel like that there, yeah. I feel like there's a, a like something inside of people where it's yeah. like it's we're trying. You go out of the way. It's not like bad intentions. Yeah, it's good intentions. But then now yeah. that I have a sister who I suspect has ASD, I'm not looking at her like right. oh I need to do these things for her. Right. It's like you see the other side of yeah. it, and it kind of like opens your eyes in that yeah. sense, right? Definitely, and I feel like it's a very awesome experience and i'm sure that like people are, who are close to you have had a similar experience like you know adjusting to like what that looks like for them too so like if you're in a situation where you don't you don't have to have all the answers you know like we're just people like be right like yeah you're a person you can ask questions and things like that like that's how i feel with my right. sister so you know just right. don't be too hard on yourself about that stuff yeah because, you know, we're all human and we usually have good intentions. I mean, everybody in their own right has something going on with them. No matter, like, whether it's autism or... Uh, you know, maybe you're just having a bad day. Yeah, you're having a bad day or blah, blah, blah. But everybody deserves to be treated yeah. like a human being. Yeah. So. I mean, you don't have to constantly adjust things to, you know... Obviously, you want to make people comfortable. Right. But yeah. just, you know, at the same time, just be understanding of, like, their feelings in the moment as well. Right. Okay. I mean, how long are we at right now? Oh, I feel we're like... at 35 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And so usually we try and stop around, like, 40, 45. Yeah. So we still got some time okay. left. I mean, yeah. No, any... I don't have anything going on, so I'm, <laughs> I'm all good. Anything else you mean you feel like you need to add or want to share? And like, nothing before or after. I mean, I mean thoughts, you were back at Spring Lake. Is there anything you, like want to clear up or like you know just you know just sitting in here (laughs) oh man how much time do you have no no i'm kidding um maybe you want to diss some people (laughs) right yeah like call people out like oh my gosh maybe not the best place for this (laughs) right yeah like everybody's gonna hear this uh yeah no (laughs) um no i'd like to thank everybody from Spring Lake area and everybody that, that was just there for me. I mean, being here is really, it's kind of like a treat in a sense where it's like, um, when I come back here, I only remember the good memories of being here and the good things that everybody did for me 
while being here. I mean, just seeing Mr. Hyde in the hallway when he's like, hey, Spence, how's it going? And like coming and seeing me and saying hi and all that stuff. Literally within like three minutes of you Three minutes of me entering the building. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was just extremely nice to just be back and be in this environment where everybody's really there for you, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. It's a very close-knitted community. Right, yeah, extremely. Good place to be. It seems like a lot of seniors and uh, um, graduates then tend to uh, create a loathing fire school and go, oh, I don't want to come back. I hate it here. Ah, but it seems like you tend to not think that. It's it's like that saying where it's like you don't know the good – the good day the good old days when when you're in them until they're over or whatever yeah yeah so like i mean coming back here like all i think about like i don't think about oh that assignment was terrible or like (laughs) i hated that test it's like you only think about the the friends you made and the good memories where you like you had fun and you're like talking to people because once you're out of school i mean you have that close-knit group of friends, but you don't really see as many of the people, like your school friends, as much as you used to. And it actually gets really, like, you miss them. You miss that that side of it. That constant dynamic, right, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's different going straight to college after high school, but, yeah. like, take even just taking a gap year, I feel like. Oh, excuse me. Um, uh, taking a gap year, like, you have all these friends that are going off and it's like, oh man, I miss like seeing them every day. I miss going to lunch with them and uh, having class with them or blah, blah, blah. You know, like there's so many connections that you take for granted until they're gone, you know? Yeah, because it's not like you can just like go to the park and just sit on the bench talk to someone and just start like talking about some drama or something. Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, not going to happen, you know? Full on. Dude. At school, you're constantly, you know, supposed to... Well, you know somebody in every class. Like, yeah. come on, everybody knows people. Or you can meet somebody. Right. And, like, make a new That's connection. what I used to do. Like, if I didn't know somebody, I would just talk to the person I sat next to and make sure it didn't seem awkward. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Definitely. Isn't that what everybody does? <laughs> I think so. Just, like, forcing interactions. Or just, mm-hmm. or just like, make it... Just keep it awkward and just... <laughs> Yeah. You just don't like that person. Just look at the back corner at that friend that right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> now all the people that are listening, like listening to this that used to sit next to me and I didn't talk to them, now they're like, Oh, he didn't like me. But no. Oh, they're probably graduated too. They're probably like, Oh, oh I hate yeah, Spring yeah, they're all graduated. It's fine. They don't want anything to do with Spring Lake. <laughs> so. Maybe it's like the fact that, you know, you've like matured so much from then to now that's like how you're able to be like yeah that was beautiful like that experience was great yeah i mean like i feel (laughs) well when i was in the hospital actually i missed being here like i missed it so much i wanted us to be back here every day and and then i got back here in the first two weeks i was like i'm so sick of this like (laughs) i can't do it and then i left again and now i just want to be back so it's like it's kind of a double-edged sword if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. 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 It's definitely good to be able to learn to appreciate everything you have, even the little things, you know. I mean, especially with, you know, COVID, everyone can say, you know, they've had some pretty sucky experiences during R- high right. school. Right, yeah. yeah. I know, I remember as an underclassman, like, you know, like, I love my band program and whatnot, and I go, freshman year band camp, oh, 
that sucked. I hated it. But all I remember now is you know being with you and Charles and uh, just yep. going oh, how much I loved it. Right and now as a getting senior, sunburnt, but, having oh, yeah. the headbands, you know, everyone that was throwing good. up. Yeah, now about to oh yeah, that's all I remember. Like the good. You things. remember the headbands that we I, used to I, do? We still do that, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, do you really? Mm-hmm. Is that just a tradition now going yeah, down? It's still going. That's yeah. awesome. I still have mine. I think it's a uh, what was it called? Uh, corn corn cob. I something like that something like that <laughs> on on my headband we wrote uh words on our headbands i don't know if you knew about that i don't i don't but you know i can understand it's just like it's a, a fun little uh, yeah, inside a little joke yeah <laughs> a little tradition and then i quit band but man i wish i didn't quit band but i used okay. to do color guard and i wish i didn't quit color guard but you know at the same time i kind of i'm glad i quit color guard it now. was such a big commitment being yeah, in really band is. like doing the um marching band and everything especially while being a student athlete is kind of like oh it's kind of just too much i can imagine i mean the plays in the fall take up a lot of time too and that's yeah well i mean with marching band like every monday or tuesday or whatever it was yeah whatever it was tuesday you're there till like what Six to nine. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I would go straight from four thirty to six thirty practice, straight to marching band to home to do homework, and then bed at like probably midnight if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky, right? And then I had to get up at like four for or five for practice next morning. Oh my god. Morning practice. Oh my god. Yeah, morning practice. (laughs) Gotta love it. The sports need to quit that. They need to quit. Yeah, that's not that's not the move. (laughs) I I really don't really like morning practice, Uh, but yeah, me neither. Hey, it kept me in shape though. Well, (laughs) it it did work. I'll say that. There you go. I mean, good for something, right? (laughs) Yeah, not for feelings, but. That's funny. Hmm. So do you want to like close it off? Sure. Okay. Um, I mean, I kind of, I think I want to ask again. Okay. So (laughs) I don't know if you've listened to one of our episodes before, but at the end of every episode, we ask a very special question. So I'm here to ask, um, Spencer, if you could give one piece of advice to anyone and everyone listening to this podcast right now, what would it be? Um, take the time to love yourself. Honestly, uh, that's, that's my biggest hurdle in life, and that's, and I am happier now than I really have been almost my entire life. So even after everything that's happened, because I took that time to figure out who I am and uh, to love myself for who I am. So Awesome. That's Max, wonderful. after this episode, I mean, like, what do you, what's your advice, you know, after what we've talked about and everything? I would agree. Like, take the time to love yourself and also like you know appreciate the little things and values you value have value in yourself that's yeah. something i find you know i struck i struggle with you know my own little things in life and i struggle to see myself and go up and feel like i'm proud of something i did big or small and i think that there's a lot more value in being able to learn to even it, i don't maybe it's not greedy but you know like take, take a little bit of that selfishness and, and think of yourself a little higher than you did before because you are worth it and you have done things that are good and you will do things that are great yeah beautiful beautiful i'm gonna agree with you guys on the whole loving yourself but just take it a step further and say (laughs) wow way to copy us yeah yeah anyone listening right now i want you to look on your calendar or if you don't have a calendar you know write on a piece of paper 
on a specific day when you're going to give one hour to yourself self-reflection self-reflect you know put yourself on your calendar I think that's a good idea yeah just learn to love yourself right now in the present so that you can continue to love yourself every day mm-hmm. and if you don't know what to do with it take 45 of those minutes to go listen to this episode of the podcast yeah yeah how Maybe about that crochet yeah right (laughs) yeah knit a blanket watch the office you know do your thing you know do whatever you need man all right well spencer cobb thank you for being on the podcast yeah thanks for having me yep good episode that's it for this week's episode of the share chair podcast follow us at facebook instagram apple podcasts twitter at the share chair and be sure to listen on our Spotify and SoundCloud or on our website, thesharechairpodcast.com. This has been the Share Chair Podcast. Until next time.